The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that we discussed many times that even though Rashi first and foremost explains Pshuti Mikra, nevertheless his Pirush also has in Yanu Mufloim very, very amazing other things in all other areas of the Torah, including also what's called Yenushal Torah, the wine of Torah, the Pnimiyas Torah. But in order to be able to extract those things from Rashi in all of the areas of the Torah, first and foremost we need to understand the Rashi Al-Derech HaPshat in the simple way. Says the Rebbe. After Rashi explains the Pasuk, the Psukim rather, in the beginning of the Sedra, of Eir El Avram, Hashem says, I appear to Avram, I established, I made promises with them to give them the land of Canaan, etc. Rashi then goes on and says, Dershu, that our rabbis expounded and explained the general idea of what's happening in these few Psukim is that it's really all going back related to a question that Moshe Rabbeinu had in the previous Parsha. Where Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, Lama Hariyosa, why have you done harm to these people? So Hashem says to Moshe, Hashem is bemoaning, and Hashem is saying, What a shame. Woe is to those that are lost and can no longer be found referring to the Avos. Hashem says, I have plenty what to bemoan, what to complain about, the fact that the Avos are no longer around, because many times I appeared, I appeared to the Avos with the name Kael Shakai, they never said to me, Mashmecha, what is your name? And you, Moshe Rabbeinu, right in the beginning of the encounter by the burning bush, what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Mashmoy, what am I going to tell the Yidin? What is the name of this God that sent me? Furthermore, Hashem says, V'gam haki Moisi, I made promises to the Avos about Eretz Yisrael, and yet what happens? When Avram Avinu wants to bury Sarah, he cannot find a piece of land until he pays a very, very expensive price for this, for this piece of land, to the Mara Samach the same thing with Yitzchak, although I promised him Eretz Yisrael. And yet when he tries to dig wells, he's having all sorts of problems where they're trying to stop him from digging the wells and so on. The same thing with Yaakov, again needs to buy a piece of land. And they never question my ways. And yet you, Moshe Rabbeinu, say, Lama Harayosa, why are you doing harm to these people? Rashi then concludes this Pirush by saying, that this Medrish doesn't really sit very well, doesn't fit very well with the simple meaning of the Psukim. The Rebbe now goes ahead and compares this Rashi to a Rashi just at the very end of Parsha Shmois. Over there, on the Pasuk Atosirah, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, now you're going to see what's going to happen to Paroi, which is Hashem's response to what Moshe Rabbeinu had just said, why have you done harm to these people? So Rashi there also says something similar, and he says here, you question my ways, not like Avram, when, when I told him, that all, your, of all of your descendants will be coming through Yitzchak, and then I tell him to bring him up as a korban, as a oila, and yet he did not question my ways. Says the Rebbe, we need to understand. Number one, why is it that in Parshas Va'era, Rashi brings, when he wants to explain how the Avais didn't question Hashem's ways, he goes ahead and he brings a proof from each one of the Avais, whereas in the end of Parsha, Shemaisa was only a proof from Avram Avinu. Point number two, says the Rebbe, even within Avram Avinu itself, Rashi uses two different things. In the Parsha's Va'era, he's speaking about the fact that Avram couldn't bury Sora until he paid a lot of money, whereas in the end of Parsha, Shemais, he's speaking about the fact that he needed to bring Yitzchak to the Akedah, even though he, Hashem promised Avram that Yitzchak is going to be the forebearer of all the Eden. Says the Rebbe, number three, even more importantly, in the end of Parsha Shmois, Rashi ex- uses this as Pshutesh Mikra. Rashi doesn't say it's Rabbi Seinu Dershu, 
This idea that Avramovina didn't question Hashem's ways, Rashi just says this has the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Whereas in Parshas Va'era, Rashi starts this off with Rabbi Seinu, this is all a drash from Rabbi Seinu. Furthermore, Rashi says it's a drash that doesn't even fit well with the simple meaning of the Psukim, which is usually the opposite of what Rashi usually brings. A medrash is, Hamiyashev is Divriyamikra, which is coming to explain the words of the Psukim. And yet here Rashi is saying it's like some far-fetched medrash in a certain sense, which doesn't sit well with the Psukim. Again, in the end of Parsha Shemois, he's basically seemingly saying the same thing, and yet saying that's Pshutish Mikra. Says the Rebbe, this very last question of whether it's Pshutish Mikra or Drash is really going to help us understand the other questions as well. Says the Rebbe like this. In the end of Parsha Shemois, Rashi is coming to explain the meaning of that Pasuk right there. And simply what the Pasuk is saying is, Hashem is saying, Moshe, now you're going to see everything that's going to happen. It's coming as a response to what Moshe had just complained. Why have you done harm to these people? From when I came to Paroi to speak in your name, he just acted even worse to these people. What's Moshe Rabbeinu saying and what's Hashem answering? Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is that not only did the Shlichus of Hashem not help to save the Yidden, as Moshe Rabbeinu says, you didn't save the people, but to the contrary, things have become much worse for the people. So what does Hashem say to Moshe Rabbeinu? In a certain sense, Hashem is telling him off and there's a certain punishment over here. Hashem says, now you're going to see what's going to happen to Paroi. But as Moshe, but as Rashi says, what's going to happen, Paro, you will see. But you're not going to see what's going to happen to the kings of the seven nations when the Eden enter Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because you questioned my ways. In other words, what did you do? You didn't do as Avram Avinu did. That's what you should have done. Where Avram Avinu didn't question my ways. And by him, it was a very similar situation to what, what's happening right now. How is that? I promised him, that through Yitzchak all of his children will be born. And then I told him to bring him up as a carbon, as an oil. What happened over there? In other words, the very promise that I gave him a child, and this child is going to be the head of the Yidden and so on and so forth, that is what's actually causing additional pain. Very, very similar to our case, where as a result of Moshe Rabbeinu coming to Paroi, Things that actually become worse for the Yidin. So why is it a similar situation by Avram? Says the Rebbe, we see very, very clearly. The pain of not having children at all cannot compare in any way to the suffering and the pain that, that exists when Hashem already benches someone, gives us a bracha to someone with having a ben yachid, an only child, at an old, when the person is already at an old age, and yet now the child is being taken away. And not only that, the father himself has to go and do it. Can imagine what kind of tremendous pain this is. So in a certain sense, this is exactly a, the same idea of what's happening by Moshe Rabbeinu. Avram Avinu is given a child, and Davka, as a result of this child, he's having so much suffering and pain now. By Moshe Rabbeinu is a similar thing. It's Davka because he went to Pari to save the Yidin, and now it's even worse for them. And this is why Rashi is bringing the example from the Akedah and Avraham Avinu, that specific example. And only Avraham Avinu. It says the Rebbe, now we can understand why there's no, doesn't, there's no room over here that Rashi should bring a proof from the fact that Avraham Avinu didn't question my ways when he wants to bury sorrow and he doesn't 
find any piece of land other than paying a lot of money. And the same thing with Yitzchak and Yaakov, when they have problems with their area of Eretz Yisrael. Because in those cases, it was not a situation that the promise itself to give them Eretz Yisrael is causing them to now have to pay more money for that piece of land. What they could have questioned was that if since they had a promise for Eretz Yisrael, so it shouldn't have cost Avram any money at all, and definitely not a lot of money. And the same thing with Yitzchak and Yaakov should have had an easier time with their pieces, with their plots in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, questioning in those cases wouldn't be similar to the way Moshe Rabbeinu is questioning over here, where he's questioning and saying that the very shlichus that Hashem gave him, that actually caused that now things have become even worse for the Yidin. That's, every, that's discussing the end of Sukkim and the end of Parsha Shmois. However, when we start Parsha's Va'era, where Rabbi Seinu Dershu, where Chazal come along and say, that what these Psukim are saying now, when Hashem is starting a conversation with Moshe Rabbeinu, and saying, Yaakov, I appear to, the, to all the Yavis, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And Rabbi Seinu are explaining that this is all also a continuation to the previous Parsha. This is all part of Hashem's response to Moshe Rabbeinu. And generally to Moshe Rabbeinu's things that Moshe Rabbeinu said and thought, not only the very last point of Lomari, and furthermore, it's not, in other words, even things that Moshe Rabbeinu questioned and asked, which are not necessarily related to additional pain because of Hashem's promise, as we'll see in a moment. Which is, Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem, Mashmoi, Ma'oymar Aleim. The Moshe Rabbeinu is asking, what is Hashem's name? Now, this has nothing to do specifically as new pain because of Moshe Rabbeinu's mission. And again, here too, there's also the fact that the Pasuk itself is now mentioning all the Yavos. Says the Rebbe, now it's over here, it's understood why Rashi would bring the Derosha of Razal. Again, it's not Pshutish or Mikra over here. Here the Pasuk just seems to be saying that Hashem is telling him, I appear to the Yavos with the name Kel Shakai, etc., etc. So here it's only a drosha of Razal, it's not Pshutish Mikra. And also we can understand why Rashi is bringing a proof from all three of us for the fact that they didn't question my ways. Says there about another thing that can be explained is when Moshe Rabbeinu says, Why have you done harm to these people? So clearly Moshe Rabbeinu is, is saying something that's not related and affecting only him personally as an individual. He's speaking about Klal Yisroel. And therefore, Rashi and Pshutish Mikra cannot bring a proof from the story of Avram Avinu in our passion. Vaeri cannot bring a proof. Sorry. In the previous passion, the end of Pasha Shmois, in Pshutish Mikra, where, where Moshe Rabbeinu said, Rashi cannot bring a proof from Avram Avinu the fact that he has to pay for the Ma'oris of and the same thing with Yitzchak and Yaakov, Yitzchak regarding the wells, and Yaakov needing to buy a field, etc. He cannot bring a proof. Why? Because in all of those cases, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov are buying a piece of land which are more as an individual purchase for something that they need right now. It's not something that's necessarily directly, clearly impacting all of Klal Yisrael in an open way. And therefore, one could differentiate and say, that in those particular cases, why didn't the others question Hashem is because they possibly could have thought that the reason why they're paying the money and that the promise of Hashem to give them Eretz Yisrael is not being fulfilled, they may have said, maybe it's because of my own personal chet, my own personal 
imperfection, as Rashi had already said by Yaakov, that he was concerned about that, maybe that's why I have to pay the money. So therefore, maybe that's why they're not questioning. But Moshe Rabbeinu, he's coming and complaining about the harm and the terrible things that are happening to all of Klal Yisrael. So there's no room to say over there that Moshe could have thought and said that maybe it's my personal sin that that's why the Yidin are suffering. So maybe there is room for Moshe Rabbeinu to be questioning Hashem over here. This is why Rashi in the end of Pasha Shemois needs to bring a different idea of where Avram didn't question Hashem. What does Rashi bring? Like Avram, that it, you're not like Avram of you know. I told him that through Yitzchak is going to come all of Klal Yisrael. Then I'm telling him to bring him up as a Oila. In this case, that's very similar to Moshe Rabbeinu's story. Because what's relevant over here is not only something personal that's happening to Avram Avinu as an individual, but rather it's to all the future generations. And therefore, Avram definitely also cannot think over here, maybe it's Shema Goram Achet, maybe it's my own imperfection, that's why I have to kill Yitzchak. And yet, even though it was something that's going to be impacting all of Kal Yisrael, yet Avram Avinu did not question Hashem. This is why Rashi brings that example of Avram Avinu by the Akedah. We don't find a similar example for Yitzchak and Yaakov, and that's why he doesn't bring examples from Yitzchak and Yaakov. So that's all when we're looking at the Pshute Shon Mikra of the end of Parsha Shmois. Again, to summarize, the point being is that since Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking about something that's relevant to all of Klal Yisrael, there would be no room to think that maybe it's because of something that he did wrong, that's why something bad is happening to Klal Yisrael, and the perfect example for that would be Avram Avinu with the Akedah. That's Pshutei Shomikra. But as far, far as Rabbi Yisrael Dorshu, which means when we look as far as Medrish and Agadosh Torah, which is more connected to the Neshama of Torah, as it says that most of the secrets of Torah are hidden in the Medrish, in the, in the Agadah. So according to Medrish, according to Pnimi Yisat when we look at the deeper aspects of the Avos, Ha'avos, Hein, Hein, Amr, Kava, the Avos are a vehicle, are a chariot for Hashem, standing with the greatest bittel to Hashem. Even down here in this world, they are similar to the Merkava, the way things are up above. If this is who the Avais are, coming from this perspective, there's no room for Nislachlachti Bechait. There's no room for thinking that there's any deficiencies in the Avais. They cannot even view themselves that way. And therefore, even in things which seem to be private things, here he has to pay for Mu'arasabachpela, or, or the wells, or the field, and so on and so forth, things that are si- 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 um, simply, seemingly connected only to them as individuals, and yet there's no room to think that maybe because they've done something wrong, they're not going to deserve it now. Because we're speaking about people that are Merkava, as the Altarebbe says in Tanya, Rak, L'Rotzein, or Elyon, Kol and their whole life is a Merkava only to Hashem. And therefore, as far as Rabbi Seinu Dershul, we could bring a proof, even from these individual things of the Avos, to show that they did not question Hashem, even in, in, in when it comes to any sort of things, even if we could bring a proof, even from something that's coming from them as an individual, going to impact them, but they would never have been able to think even about those things, that Shemun is lachlachti bechait, because there's no room for chait at all. Says the Rebbe, now looking at the Yenu Shol Toyre and the Rashi, says the Rebbe, that this is all hinted in the connection between the two explanations in the Rashi, the way we just said it. And the Rebbe says as follows, we discussed already in the past at length, Regarding Maisa Avois, the actions of our Avois Avram, Yitzchuk and Yaakov, that generally there are two ways over here. There are the Maisa Avois, the way they are, 
being done by the Ovois, looking more from the perspective of their goof. And if we look at the goof, mitzad the goof, it's possible that Avram should worry and say, maybe I have already received all the reward for all everything that I have done, and therefore maybe I'm not sure if I'm going to get Eretz Yisrael. He's asking a sign that he's going to get Eretz Yisrael. So too by Yaakov, as we just said, he was concerned about maybe he's not perfect and so on. That's all as far as the goof is concerned. The Rebbe says we find this in a story with the Mizritcher Magid. The story is told that he had seen a vision. How Moshe Rabbeinu is learning with Tinoike Shel Beis Rabbon, the Pasuk of Ayipoy Lavrom Alpon of Ayitzchok. Avram Avinu falls on his face and he laughs. And he says, he says in his heart, Am I going to have a child when I'm 100 years old? And Sarah at the age of 90 years old. And we know that there's different Pirushim in this Pasuk. But in this particular vision, he saw how this Pasuk is being explained, that it is being explained in the simple, simple way that Avram Avinu was actually laughing. And the explanation is going that that is because of his goof. But that's all as far as the goof is concerned. Then there's a second way of looking at my service. The way it's being done, mitzad der neshama. And looking from the perspective of the neshama of the avis, there's no room at all. It's impossible to say any sort of idea of any form of hiraru achar midoisoy of questioning Hashem's ways. And the Rebbe says, we've explained already another time, this idea that when the things that Rashi brings, al derech hapshat, which is more like the goof of Torah, the body of Torah. This is the, going to be the Maisa Ovis, looking from the perspective of the Ovis, the way they're more mitzad the goof. Whereas the Pirushim that Rashi brings, based on Medrash, the Agadosh of Torah, this is going to be more the Maisa Ovis, the way we view the Ovis, mitzad the perspective of the Neshama. Says the Rebbe, the same thing over here. In the Rashi, in the end of Shemois, which is Alderach Apshat, here, Rashi is speaking more the way, because it's Pshutish Mikra, Rashi is saying it's more looking at it, mitzad the guf, mitzad the body. And therefore, Rashi cannot bring, in the end of Shmois, a proof for when Moshe Rabbeinu says, why have you done, which we said is something that's relevant to all of Klal Yisroel. Rashi in this place cannot bring a proof from the fact that the Ovais didn't question Hashem regarding their personal things, because regarding those personal things, perhaps, mitzad de guf, there is some room that they may think that maybe I've done something wrong and I don't deserve certain rewards or Eretz Yisrael and so on and so forth. And therefore over there, Rashi cannot bring the proof about the Ovais not questioning when they had to pay or for parts of Eretz Yisrael. Whereas in Pasha's Va'eda, where Rashi brings Rabbi Seinu Darshul, where Rashi is looking at the Agadosh of the Torah, which we said before, most of the secrets of the Torah are hidden there. Here we're looking at the way Maisa of are, from the perspective of the Neshama. In this case, we could bring a proof, even when the Ovis are, are discussing or viewing their personal matters of buying Eretz Yisrael and so on and so forth, because we said, Mitzad and Neshama, there's no room for hate at all. There's no room for anything outside of that bitl of Hashem. And therefore, even if we're discussing their personal things, they wouldn't have thought that they sinned, and therefore they could have theoretically questioned, and yet we see that they're not questioning. That means we could bring a proof, even from those things, for the fact that they never question Hashem. Says the Rebbe, the same thing we could really also apply and explain regarding Moshe Rabbeinu himself. 
The fact that Moshe Rabbeinu argues and complains in the end of Parsha Shemois, why have you done harm to these people? From when I started speaking to Paroi, he only made things worse for the Yidin. According to Pshutei Shol Mikra, in the, over there in that Pasuk, what are we saying? That's more fitting with the first way how we explained it. In other words, more mitzad the guf, more mitzad the way things seem on the simple level. And therefore over there, Rashi says, so you question my ways. And in fact, as Rashi says over there, you, Moshe Rabbeinu, were saying, you're complaining that I sent you, etc., etc. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu is, so to speak, having a complaint against Hashem that my shlichus caused harm to the Eden. And therefore, there's even a certain punishment. Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, what's going to happen now, you're going to see, but you're not going to see what happens in Eretz Yisrael and so on. But when we speak about Rabbi Seinu Dershu in the beginning of Pasha's Va'era, here we're speaking already on a much deeper level. Mitzad the second way. In other words, the way it's the perspective from the neshama, from the deeper aspect of Torah. Here we cannot say that the complaint to Moshe Rabbeinu is that you question my ways in the simple sense of the word. You're actually questioning my ways and therefore you deserve a punishment. Rather, there's something else going on over here. What did Rabbi Seinu say? They say that Hashem is saying, I many times revealed myself to the voice with the name Kel Shakai. They never said to me, Mashmecha, and you did say Mashmoi. In other words, what's Moshe Rabbeinu really asking? Moshe Rabbeinu is asking, he wants to understand the depths of Hashem's name. Moshe Rabbeinu wants to know the great name of Hashem. He wants to know the soy, the secret of the Shema Mephoyrush. He wants to know, come to greater levels of ideas, of knowledge of Hashem. He wants to know the Shem Havaya, which represents the Emes of Hashem, the Shem HaEtzem. So it's not a question that he's having to question Hashem. He's trying to understand deeper levels of Alikus. Furthermore, even when he says, in the way we're understanding it now, Rabbi Yisaynu it's not, it's not in the way that he's questioning Hashem's names. Rather, Hashem's ways, Rather, he's trying to understand also with his seichel, with his logic, all the details, all the ways of how Hashem is sent with the mission of Hashem. In fact, if we look at Rabbi Seinu Dershu, these words here, we don't find regarding to Moshe Rabbeinu himself. It doesn't say, you question my ways over here in Parsha's Va'era, as it said in the end of Parsha Shmois Al-Derechapshat. In other words, again, just to summarize, in the meantime, this last section is what the Rebbe is saying is that in the end of Pasha Shmois, we're viewing Moshe Rabbeinu in Pshutish Mikra more in a way that he's actually questioning Hashem. Whereas in the beginning of Pasha's Va'erah, Mitzat Rabbi Seinu, even Moshe Rabbeinu can never question Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to understand the depths of Hashem's ways, trying to bring it down more into his seichel, and so on and so forth. Says the Rebbe, however, we could still ask, how is it possible even on the first level of Pshut Mikra in the end of Parsha Shemois to think that Irhar Talmidoy said that Moshe Rabbeinu is actually questioning Hashem's ways? We're speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu over here. Moshe Rabbeinu immediately when he's born, as the Pasuk says, Vatera his mother sees that he's good. What does that mean? The whole house is filled with light the moment he's born. Especially to come along and say that the others didn't question and Moshe Rabbeinu is considered the, the chosen of all people. The greatest of all people, even compared to the Avos, and he's questioning Hashem. Says there about another thing we need to understand. Since we know that the Torah will never speak even about the disgrace of a non-kosher animal, surely this is true regarding a Yid, and how much more so regarding Moshe Rabbeinu. 
So why would the Torah be telling us this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is questioning Hashem's name, Hashem's ways? And what's the hirah for a yid in his avoided to Hashem of all of this? And the Rebbe says, seemingly it's very, very difficult to say that what a yid needs to learn from all of this is how much one needs to be careful from not questioning Hashem's ways. And that we need to act like the avoids that never question Hashem's ways. Because if even Moshe Rabbeinu didn't reach that level, how could this be demanded of every single yid and every single time? Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this based on the beer of looking at Rashi and the word Vo'era. Rashi says Vo'era, and he says, El Ha'avos, I appear to the Ha'avos. So there's a very known question in the Mepharshim of Rashi, asks this question, the Pasig itself continues and says, Vo'era, <clears throat> El Avram, El Yitzchok, Ve'el Yaakov. So what's Rashi saying, Vo'era, Lovos? What's Rashi adding? The Rebbe says the explanation is, Rashi is coming to explain that this tremendous Milo, Vo'era, El Avram, what does Vo'era El Avram mean? The idea of Re'iyos, seeing Elikus. Seeing Elikus means having Elikus in a way of certainty, in a very real, concrete way. Like something that you see, Begashmias. This sort of Re'iyos and Elikus, and this is why Avram Avinu never questions Hashem's ways, because he has Elikus in such a clear, real way. This idea is Vo'era Elo Ovois. He had this as being one of the Ovois. In other words, the idea of Vo'era is something really that comes down, be Yerusha, comes down as an inheritance from the Avois to the children. Because, as the Mishnah says, Ha'av zoiche leben, benoi, bechachma, etc. In other words, there are certain inyanim that come down from a father to a child, that he transmits to the child, and this includes things like beauty, things like chachma, and so on, and so to over here. This re'iyah and elikus, the certainty of elikus, is passed down from the Avois to all the children as well. And that's what Rashi means, Elo Avos. And as it's explained in Torah Oir, on the parasha from the Alter Rebbe, on the Gemara that says, Ein koirin Avos, Elo L'shloisha, that we only call Avos, we call to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. The meaning of this is that the idea of the Avos is a Yerusha to all of their children and all future generations. Every single Yid has inside of himself the idea of the Avos. Says the Rebbe, this is what Moshe Hashem is really telling Moshe Rabbeinu when he's saying, What he's saying is that since since I gave this over to Avram as one of the Avois, so you can't use an excuse in saying, saying Avram was different. Because we're speaking over here to the Avois as they are the Avois in every single person. Every single child of the Avois has this idea. And therefore you too should have been feeling this Vaera since you have this Biyarusha. Now you might come along and say, yes, it's all very nice that a father gives over all sorts of things to his child, and ne- but nevertheless you might say that the way it comes down from one generation down to the next, the way it comes from the father to the child, it's not going to be on the same high level as it was by the father. And therefore you could still seemingly argue and say that the level of Va'era, the way it's by the child, Be'erusha, is not on the same high level of the Va'era as it was by the Avos. But the Rebbe says, really, that's not the case. Because as Rashi says, Va'era el ha'avos. What's he saying? The whole idea of Va'era, the whole Gili Elikus that Hashem had to the Avos was to them as Avos, meaning to say... It wasn't to them because of their particular high level in Avodah Hashem. For example, Avram's level of Avas Hashem, Avram is called Avram Oyavi, or Yitzchak's level of 
Yiro and Gvuro, Pachad Yitzchak. The whole Vo'ero was all to do with the fact that they are the Avois to the children. That is what the whole point of the Vo'ero. And the child gets all of it. And therefore, you cannot start distinguishing between the Vo'ero of the Avois and the Vo'ero of the Bonim. In other words, when do we say that there's going to be a certain advantage in the way the father has it compared to the way the child has it? That's going to be in things that the father has or because of his personal great qualities and his own avoider. As his own, being his own oivid Hashem, etc. And these things will say that although they do go down to the children, as the Mishnah says, the father gives over certain things to the child. Nevertheless, they're not going to have it on the same high level as the father had it. But in this case, what's Rashi saying? The whole idea of Hashem's gilui to the, to the Avois is because of them being Avois. And what's Avois mean? Avois mean that there's a child. In other words, that automatically, obviously, everything that's by the Av is coming completely down by Yerusha to the child. And therefore, the full Voeira of the Avois is by the children as well. Based on this, it's even stronger the question then, if every single yid has this and surely Moshe Rabbeinu has it. So how does it make sense that he's actually asking these questions? How does it make sense that he's not holding himself back from questioning Hashem? Says the Rebbe, the explanation goes as follows. Razal telos, nigalu Yisroel What caused the Geulah was the Amunah that the Yidin had. What does it mean the Amunah? That means that by every Yid was Nizgala was revealed in the Kudas Hayadus, the Pintal Yid, that real deep connection that a Yid has to Hashem. And that's expressed in the Amunah that a Yid has in Hashem. And that's what made the Yid fitting that they should be taken out of Mitzrayim. Now, although, even while they were in Mitzrayim, in the difficulty of Mitzrayim, of course Yidin were the whole time Ma'aminim. And yet, it was in a way that it was what's called Ma'aminim B'nei Ma'aminim. It came, as we just said, it was B'Yerusha. It came down from the, from the Ovis down to the children. And that comes, and it's there in every single situation, regardless of how the child may be acting in a revealed way, the, deep down inside it's there. But as far as the Yid himself with his own avoid, with his own characteristics, with his own way of being in a, on an everyday basis, not necessarily was the amuna permeating every single part of their being, that they're really living with that amuna and really being sustained by that amuna. In order for Yidin to be taken out of Mitzrayim with their own schus, and it should be a reward for their own avoider, this amuna that comes by Yerusha, that connection that they have with the Abishter had to become their own in a sense that it's now their complete being. Not only the deep down inside, it's somewhere there. Says the Rebbe, this is what really what was accomplished by Moshe Rabbeinu. Because this is really the whole difference that happens between Moshe Rabbeinu and what's drawn down through the Avos. Because Based on the Avos, that pintle yid that's in every single yid, that deep connection and amuna that every single yid has, we call that Biyurusha. Yes, it is an inheritance. He has it by nature. He has it by birth because he's a child of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But it, nevertheless, as we said, it didn't necessarily become part of his personality. But Moshe Rabbeinu, in addition to the fact that he is one of the Shivaroyim, one of the seven shepherds that bring down Chayis and Alikus to all Neshamas Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu is called the Klolus Kulam. He's the one most general of all of them. He's called the Raya Mehemna. What does Raya Mehemna mean? 
that he is nurturing, he is sustaining, he is bringing the Amuna should be down in a Pnimius. That the Amuna should be so strong and so complete that it touches and to the very deepest parts of our soul. And then the Amuna, when the Amuna it actually permeated the person completely, that's also when it's of course going to come out and come out the mice of a poil as well to impact the person's actions and so on and so forth. Says the Rebbe, with all of this, we're now going to understand what Moshe Rabbeinu was asking, and also why the Torah is telling this to us, and Torah is comparing, Avram didn't question and so on, and what Hashem is responding and saying, and what's happening is, is as follows, since we're holding now so close to the Gula, Moshe Rabbeinu is going with the Shlichus of Hashem to redeem the Yidin. Now there needed to be the connection of Hashem, of the Yidin to Hashem, with a kind of a munah, not only the way it's mitzah da'avah, that the Yidin are ma'aminim because they're b'nei ma'aminim, because they got it as an inheritance. What needed to happen was something much deeper now, is that the munah should really permeate them completely, also from the way they are with all of their characteristics, each person in his own way. And this is actually what was accomplished by Moshe Rabbeinu asking and questioning and saying, Why have you done harm to these people? And when I came to Pari, things have gotten worse and so on. And Hashem says and responds, What is this response? Va'era, we said before, means this ultimate certainty in a way of seeing that happens when a Yid is connected to the Eibishter through a Munah, but in a way that he can mamash see it. And here what's happening is that as a result of Moshe Rabbeinu first questioning and asking, now when the Abishta says, this M is this Re'iyon Elikus is also happening now, Mitzad the Mitzis of the Yid as well. That means even in a situation where a person may have been questioning Hashem, and yet in, within all of that, now there's a Va'era. There's that connection with Elikus in a way of the greatest Emunah in Hashem, in a way of Re'iyon, and therefore automatically that completely negates any sort of questioning of, of Hashem's ways. And this is what Rashi means when he says, you question my ways, not like Avram, that didn't question my ways. What Rashi is saying is, that this level of, of not questioning Hashem's ways, which of course Moshe Rabbeinu and all the Yidden have, because they're children of the Ovois of Avram. That's not enough. Because on that level, there's still some room for possible questions. In other words, that level is coming be Yerusha, that you person got is just part of his inheritance that he has it, but his own nature, his own mitzis of the child might still be in a way where his own simple logic might be still asking questions. And this is what the Chidush of Moshe Rabbeinu is doing, is that even after there is certain, there's room for certain questions, etc., and yet, even those questions should have no room and no place because of what Hashem is saying now, the gilu of So again, in other words, the point that Eb is making is that Moshe Rabbeinu is introducing an idea that we could be speaking about a person's own personal journey, his own questions, his own mitzias, and yet even within that should be felt that vo'eira, that it's ultimately completely a matter of re'iyo and elikus beyond questions. Says the Rebbe, now it's even more understood and meduyuk, more accurate how the, the way Rashi divides these two ideas, the thing al Abshat, in the end of Parsha Shmois, and what Rabbi Seinu say in, in the beginning of Parsha's Vaira. Because as we explained earlier, the Pirushim al Abshat are the way things are mitzad the guf. 
And when we say it's mitzad the guf, it does not mean that as far as the guf of Moshe Rabbeinu is concerned, it's possible any sort of questioning chas v'sholem and Hashem. We said before Moshe Rabbeinu was toivu, even from the moment he's born. So of course there's no room for any questioning. What it means is that what's happening right now, what Moshe Rabbeinu is doing is in a way that in Pshut Mikra, that means in Chitzonius, could be seen as, could be understood as, as if he is asking, as if there's something wrong with what he's doing on the simple sense. And therefore, on this level, which is something, something that's shaykh to every single yid, no matter what situation he is, here we're translating it, meaning the way it's seen is as if her heart as if Moshe Rabbeinu was really truly questioning Hashem's ways. And what's the point of that? Because we need to accomplish the gili of Aedo, we need to strengthen, we need to reveal the amuna by all yidin, even by someone that is goof at the moment right now is still blocking over the neshama. A place where the, the emunah mitzah, the etzim neshama is not shining right now, and therefore the goof of a regular yid might still be asking, Loma Reyosa could be questioning Hashem's ways in the simple way. And this is what's being accomplished through Moshe Rabbeinu that includes all the Yidin, that now we're going to bring to the Va'era, the Gilu, the revelation of that emes, of that absolute certainty and discussions through Emunah, which is going to completely negate any sort of questions and, and, and logic that might be going chas v'shalom against this Emunah. So this is Atrib Shutashomikra. But when we look up here, Rabbi Seyinu Dershu, here we right away see how by the year the neshama is shining. And mitzad the neshama, there's no room at all for any questions in the simple sense. All the kind of, the only questions could be is things such as mashmoy, we're trying to understand the depth of Hashem's name, trying to understand of what Hashem is doing to the people, even al seichel. And then comes Moshe Rabbeinu and accomplishes a to nurture the Amunah that even Seichel should be able to appreciate the Amunah and the Emes of Elikus in a way of Eira, the way it's completely higher than logic and reason. Says the Rebbe, according to all of this, we'll also understand the connection to Chavdal Tevis, the Yemilullah of the Alter Rebbe. Two Parshas of Eira, as the famous words of the Shalah, that the days of the year, the Yom Tovim are always connected to the Parshias. So the Rebbe says in this year, as many as well as many years, it falls out, Chavdal Tevis falls out in Parshas Vayra. The Rebbe says, the Chiddush of Torah's Chassidus Chabada was revealed through the Alter Rebbe, which on his Yom Lula, as we know on the Yom Lula of Tzadik, all of his Maisim and Torah and Avoida that he did his whole life, our Euler, go up and are revealed down here, to this world. So what's the idea, the gilu of the Alter Rebbe regarding the Chassidus, the way it was revealed through the Baal Shem Tov and the Mezrit Magid? Says the Rebbe, we could say that one of the ideas is this point of what we call Yispar Nesun Minei. That means to take the inyanim of Pnimi Yisatoyda, the Amunah and Elikus that was revealed through Chassidus Chabad, that was revealed through Chassidus, but now through Chassidus Chabad, it should come and really permeate the whole person. Starting from the intellect in his head, the Chachma Binodas, that it should be not only like the Nekuda of the Amunah, which could be hidden, but rather it should permeate the whole person, every aspect of the person, which means that his whole avoid and all of his koiches, all of his faculties are all in tune with this Amunah even though previously maybe they weren't quite there. And this is what the Alter Rebbe achieved by bringing down Torah Sachsidus also in Chabad in, in, of, of our soul, and all the way into the Chutzah, all the way to the furthest, most furthest out places, 
which le'enei boset our physical eyes, it seems to be something outside of alikus, and on its own might be even blocking the amuna, and yet taking down the inyanim of amuna in alikus and bringing it down to each and every aspect of the person. Says the Rebbe, similar to the gili of amuna that was accomplished through Moshe Rabbeinu's question, Lomari Oisa. So what happens over there? As a result of that, there's the Dibur of Hashem. Hashem says, That this Re'ir, this certainty in Elikus, and the Amunah Elikus, that didn't have Be'erusha, now becomes also part of their own characteristics, part of their own Metzias, as we just explained. So the same thing is through Chassidus Chabad, is what Alter Rebbe is saying now. And just like it was by the Geula of Mitzrayim, that in the Schar of the Amuna, the Yidn were redeemed, so so too by the Geula of Mitzvah through the Amuna, that it comes in a way of Yisparnus and Minei, that it's really nurturing and sustaining all of the person, as is revealed to the Torah Chassidus Chabad. And it furthermore reaches all the way to the very, very Chutzah itself. Through this, Asi Mar, the Master Moshiach comes, and all the Yidn are Zoyche to Gula Amitiz Vashleimah, the Meheir of Yameinu Mamash.